You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Thank you, Deontay. I'm happy to be here with you today, too. I'm so happy that you're here. Okay. Thank you. Not only are you a Pisces. That's right. <laughs> but you are doing great work here with PMB. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, Associate Artistic Director, can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, so as the Associate Artistic Director, I'll be working with our Artistic Director, Peter Bull, um, helping to make decisions um, just like a regular Artistic Director would. So decisions for the season, decisions on dancing, helping with fundraising, um, helping teaching in the school, helping stage works in the in the studio with our professional company. Um, so it's really an all-encompassing artistic position. Well, and that's appreciated, right? Yeah. But you've come a long way. You've been do you've been paying your dues here <laughs> in Western Washington. But you know, as we do here, uh, with we live in color. I know you started out there in the B more. I certainly did. So can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, my family still lives in Baltimore. Um, and, you know, I didn't start dancing until I was about 10 years old. And I actually started with uh, tap and jazz. So ballet didn't come until I was about 12 years old. But, you know, starting uh, dancing in Baltimore wasn't easy. You know, I grew up in, a, in the Black community and my family didn't know much about the arts and know much about dancing, specifically ballet, for sure. Um, and so, you know, getting my start in Baltimore was a little bit difficult, but um, my mom and my aunt, who were the ones who got me into dancing, they were always on the lookout for opportunities for after school programs, and they found a great one at the Baltimore School for the Arts. It was an after school program called To Work in Gaining Skills, and the acronym was TWIGS. Um, and that is where I really started to get my my first foray into professional dance training at the Baltimore School for the Arts. And so couldn't be happier with that. Absolutely. Well, and you said Baltimore. I know it was rough out there. I, I used to live in D.C., but oh, yeah, at you the know. same time, like <laughs> being a dancer. Yeah. What type of did you receive any type of pushback from family and, and friends? Because, I mean, it's not easy, let alone going into the space like ballet. What was that? Yeah. Experience? Yeah, it was, like I said, it was difficult. So definitely a lot of bullying, a lot of name calling when I was younger, you know, people who don't understand something out of insecurity, you know, they choose to express that um, in, in picking on others or calling others names. But, you know, I had a really good support system at home. My mom and my aunt, my family was very encouraging of me becoming a dancer. They saw I had talent. They saw that I loved it. And for them, that's really all that mattered, you know. I know that's right. Shout out to family in Baltimore. That's right. <laughs> so you went to Twigs, right? I did. And then what else happened throughout that space? Because, I mean, I know a little bit about, like, within ballet, I know first position, second position, third position. Mm -hmm. Those are moves with feet, by the way. <laughs> um, but um, throughout that space, like, how was it? What was tw the Twigs experience like? Yeah. And where did you elevate thereafter? Yeah, so the Twigs experience was actually, <laughs> it was a wild one. Because, like I said, I didn't start ballet until I was 12, which is pretty late. You know, so when I got to the Baltimore School of the Arts program, I was immediately put into these classes with you know, dancers who had been dancing since they were three, four, five, six years old. And so they had a lot of knowledge that I was lacking. And so I think one of the things that I can say about the Baltimore School for the Arts was that they did a really good job at catching me up. You know, the teachers there, the instructors there were really good about putting in extra work to get me up to the level where the other students were, and which ultimately led to me being able to succeed. So 
I did the after school program at Twigs. And then my freshman year of high school, I auditioned for the regular school at the Baltimore School of the Arts and was accepted into that program. And that's when things really started to roll. I really found my mentor. His name was Roberto Munoz. Um, and he was the one who spent you know, hours after school with me, working on all the steps that I was having trouble with, um, making sure that I had sort of um, a better understanding of what it meant to become a professional ballet dancer, because I actually didn't at that time know it was a career that I could have. Um, and so after that year, um, he was actually leaving to move to Pittsburgh to take um, a rehearsal director position at the Pittsburgh Ballet Theater. And he had a really candid conversation with my family and myself at that time saying, you know, if Keon really wants to pursue this really professionally, he'll need to leave Baltimore and he'll need to go and get even better training than he's getting now. And so I actually moved to Pittsburgh when I was 15 years old. Oh, my God. Away from my family. Yeah. And I moved in with a host parent, host family. Okay, what's a host family? So a host family is um, a family that an organization will work with to host students who come from out of town, who still need supervision and can't live on their own. Um, and so I was paired with this host family who was wonderful. And I did my sophomore year of high school in Pittsburgh while I was dancing um, at the Pittsburgh Ballet Theater School. I did one year there and then um, I started to set my, my, my sights higher. You know, I, I knew there was more. I knew I wanted to do bigger things. Um, and I kept hearing about this place called the School of American Ballet, which is in New York City. Um, and so after my year in Pittsburgh, I, um, I decided to audition for the School of American Ballet. I was accepted. And so I picked everything up from Pittsburgh and I moved to New York City. You making moves? And how old were you at the oh, time? Oh, yeah. So I was, I was 16 at this time wow. when I moved to New York. By yourself or did you do house... Yeah. So um, so in New York, they have a really different setup. They actually have dorms and the dorms are literally right upstairs from the dance studios. So like they take care of you at the dorms there. So I moved from Pittsburgh to New York, um, which is where I met Peter Bull, who is our current artistic director. He was actually my teacher, my ballet teacher for those two years when I was living in New York. Um, so yeah, I trained in New York City at the School of American Ballet for two years. And then it was time to graduate. I graduated from high school from a professional performing arts school in New York City. And then it was time to figure out what I was going to do professionally. Um, did a lot of auditions. Um, was not going to audition for the Pacific Northwest Ballet just because at that time, I didn't think there was a chance that I would get in. Why? Um, Why didn't you think you were going to get in? Um, at that time, the company, um, it just looked different. You know, it, it, they had really tall, beautiful women in the company, really tall men. And, you know, I'm, I'm shorter. I'm more athletic. Mm -hmm. And so it just didn't seem like it was going to be a good fit for me. But um, I decided to audition anyway. You know how we do. You okay. just try, you, you know, go do try, it. fake it until you make it. Um, so I went and I took this audition uh, with Kent and Francia, who are our founding artistic directors. They happened to be in New York City at the time leading this audition. Um, and at the end of the audition, uh, they called my number and I was completely shocked that they that they wanted to talk with me. And they said, you know, we think you're really talented. You know, you have amazing jumps and we'd, we'd like to invite you to come to um, our summer course. And, you know, most dance students know that summer course is usually the way that you get invited to stay at um, organizations or companies that have year-round training programs. Um, and so I came to the summer course, worked my butt off. Um, and at the end of that, you know, they said, we'd like to invite you to join our professional division. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. See, I, I want to ask you some more sure. about that. Um, your journey to Seattle, your journey uh, through PMB and where you're at now. Yeah. We're going to get into that in just a second. Right. You, We're going to take a quick break. You're watching We Live in Color live at the McCaw Hall. Hello, everyone. We are back here live at the McCall Hall. You're watching a special episode of We Live in Color, and I am with Keon Ross. 
Now, we were talking about 2001, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, one. That's right. Um, I can't remember what was going on back in the day, but yeah. you moved here to Seattle. I moved all the way across the country to Seattle. I mean, you know, and this is the furthest I've ever been away from my family at this point in my life. You know, I, I did all my training on the East Coast. And so I moved across the country to Seattle to a place I'd never been before to train at Pacific Northwest Ballet School um, uh, as a professional division student in 2000. And now in 2001, um, to my de- to my delight, I was asked to join the company, um, which is um, it was it was definitely one of the biggest moments in my career. I always knew I wanted to dance um, for a professional classical ballet company, um, and to dance at PMB was just a dream come true. So in 01, um, I became a new dancer in the company, which is equivalent to um, an apprentice, an apprentice dancer. Um, So I danced in the company from 01 to 15, and I was promoted to a soloist um, in 2011. Um, and then I retired in 2015 from dancing. Well, so, so let's, can we just back, sure. back up just a smidge, back right? as far as you want. <laughs> now, you came here, right? Now, yeah. what was diversity? Was there diversity? Pe- were there black people here? I mean, were there black people? Were there black dancers? I remember yeah. seeing some mm-hmm. um, as a kid. And I just remember just like, I, I, I mean, representation matters. What's it? Yeah, representation does matter. And, you know, when I got to PMB, there weren't there weren't many black dancers. I mean, you know, when I joined the company, I was the only one in the company for a long time. And through my stint here at PMB, there had been, you know, two or three of us in the company at any given time while I was dancing. Um, and and those dancers never really stayed for very long. And I think one of the reasons that, you know, we used to talk about, you know, why they didn't stay is because they just didn't feel like they could find their space. They didn't feel like they could find their community. They didn't feel like they fit in. Um, and so it just wasn't for them. And so they decided to to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, me, um, I like to persevere, you know, because I feel like <clears throat> I can always, there's always an opportunity for me to make something better um, than I found it. Yeah. Do you know well, what I, I mean? And so I knew that me being here meant more than just me being the only black dancer in the company. It meant opening doors for other black dancers who potentially wanted to be on the same career trajectory that I was on. So I just, you know, I stuck it out and I, I stayed with PMB my entire career. And, and stuck it out you did, right? Yeah. Uh, what are some of your favorite plays? Because I've, I've seen a lot of articles with Midsummer Night Stream. Yeah. And uh, can you just tell us some of your favorite moments? Yeah, definitely. Midsummer's is one of my favorite moments. I did Puck in that production, okay. um, which is one of the leading roles, which is one of my favorites. You know, I've, I've also had opportunities to work with amazing choreographers like Twyla Tharp. She came here and she saw something in me that, you know, seemingly no one else had seen um and she just took a liking to me and cast me in everything that she did and i know that's right yeah and i mean you know it's nice to see now that the company has you know diversification not only in male and female choreographers but we're also bringing now in choreographers of color you know donald bird is an amazing presence in the seattle art scene he has his own company he works at um spectrum um he choreographs all over the world broadway um and he's made some works for us here at pmb and you know i was lucky enough to work with him and now the company just brought in dwight Roden. You know, just for one of our reps that just passed. Um, and the company got to experience that as well. So it's nice to see that not only are you getting diversification within the company with the dancers, but it's also with the people who are creating the dances as well. You know, so you really get this um, round, this this fully fleshed out experience when you're talking about PMB and its move towards creating a more diverse uh, 
ballet landscape. Yeah. And you are part of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as I was saying, like, from for, if you've been here since 2001 mm -hmm. and you're in these spaces and I'm seeing uh, Mr. Batista and Amanda Morgan, shout out to Amanda, love her. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing all these people, representation in our community. Um, it's because you, you have been a part of that blueprint. That's right. Um, and you, I read an article that you said it's not about we. It's about, it's not about me. It's about us. That's Can right. you elaborate on that? Like, is, is that a, pr a prime example of what that means? It definitely is. You know, like, you know, everything that I do, it's, I do not for me. It's not for my own benefit. It's for the benefit of, of everyone, of, of people who come after me, you know, and I think it's really important to be that, be that kind of, um, change maker and, and that, that force for change that you want to see. And I always knew that PMB had the potential to um, continue to grow and continue to be better. And I think that we're really seeing the fruits of, of all that labor that not only I put in, but, you know, many dancers before me. I mean, Cabby Mitchell was one of our, you know, the late Cabby Mitchell was one of the first soloist dancers at PMB. And I yes. mean, he was the one who actually laid the groundwork for me to be able to achieve the things I achieved here in the Pacific Northwest. I yeah. mean, Can you, know, you tell community a little bit more about Cab Cabby Mitchell? We talked about him a little bit um, on the show. But. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cabby Mitchell was an amazing dancer, an amazing person. He was such a bright light, um, not only within the dance community, but I think within the Seattle community in general. And it's it was so nice to have someone here who had experienced what I was going through, um, who always had kind words, who always came to my shows when I was doing something big, always waited for me at the stage door and gave me encouraging words saying, I see you, just know that you're being seen on stage, even though you might be the only one now, you won't be the only one forever. Um, and, you know, Cabby was just so special to me and I mean so special to so many people. Hey man, shout out to Cabby. Shout um, out to Cabby. So, you know, so in this new position, mm -hmm. right, what is next? What can we be expecting from PMB in, in the spaces of not only in the space of where you work and where you work, but all uh -huh. of PMB? Yeah, I think you can see PMB is PMB will be a leader in this space in terms of inclusion and diversification, not only with race, but gender inclusivity as well. Um, you will see our company get even more colorful over the years. I think, you know, you will see choreographers of color coming in. You will see productions being more sensitive to um, racial stereotypes. You will see um students who want to come to our school and train with us because they will feel comfortable. They know that there's a space for them. And I think that dancing is so important. And I mean, for me, it changed the entire trajectory of my life, you know, and, and ballet specifically. And I know that a lot of people in our community, they may think that ballet is not for them, that it's this kind of elitist art form that's right. only for quote unquote white people, but it's not. And I think that students particularly can benefit from having a classical ballet education. It, it makes you better at school. It teaches you discipline. Um, it teaches you self-worth. Um, and so, I mean, I, I think that PMB will continue to move in this way and continue to make our organization one where people feel welcome. You know, we always say we, we want our doors to feel open and we want people to feel comfortable coming to our space and feeling like it's their space, too. I feel like I've already known you my whole life. Yeah, I feel welcome <laughs> with you. Um, but in the meantime, like, so through the show of We Live in Color, and I know we're at this wonderful place, we do what we call We Live in Color Tribute, yeah. where we celebrate a person that is here or no longer with us. Who would be that person that has helped you live in color? Cabby Mitchell, Cabby Mitchell, for sure. And he's no longer with us, but his spirit lives on strong. Is there, if there's anything that you could say to Cabby mm -hmm. as a dedication of thank you for helping me live in color, what would that be? 
I would say, you know, thank you so much, Cabby, for for the support, for your vision, for always believing in me, and and look what look what we have done. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I, but before we get out of here, what are the next events here? And thanks to Cabby Mitchell. Um, I remember uh, Omari was like, hey, you never heard of Cabby Mitchell before? And just yeah. started reading all these different articles. And uh, Vivian Phillips was on my page like, yes, Cabby, yes. That's right. So it's it's really important. I'm happy that you're here. I do want to make sure that we tell community about some upcoming events that PMB has mm -hmm. coming up. So could you look in that camera, I believe? Yeah, sure. And, um, tell them what's next. Yeah, so right now you can catch the Nutcracker at Pacific Northwest Ballet playing through December 27th. There are lots of performances, lots of shows. And so we hope to see you there. And, and I'll be there. Okay. Great. Amanda's my girl. We go back a couple yeah. of years. So and I'll be there too. Okay. So. <laughs> well, uh, maybe maybe I could be a, a toy soldier. Never mind. I'll try next year. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. And thank you very much for inviting us here to McCall. Thank you so much, Deontay. I appreciate it. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.